as we welcome in Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. Uh, Jeremy, good morning. You're with Kevin Carries and former Oilers defenseman Ladislav Schmid. Welcome to Sports 1440. Hey, gentlemen, thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. What do you, what do you make of the St. Louis Blues team uh, right now, just kind of hanging around the wild card spot and a coaching change and everything this year? Uh, what, what do you make of this squad right now, Jeremy? Yeah, let me bring this up. I don't know if you guys heard the interview with Doug Armstrong in the preseason. I asked him the question, is this a playoff team? And his answer uh, kind of surprised me. You know, most general managers uh, come out and they'll paint a big picture. But he said, oh, I think we could finish third in the division. Mm-hmm. We're kind of shooting for third in the division. And so that kind of shows you where they felt internally where the bar was. And if you look, you know, they're not close to third points-wise in the central, but they are in the wildcard spot right now. So, you know, I think they're going through a retool. They made a decision that uh, they did not want to tear things down. They did not want to rebuild. They wanted to be competitive. You saw them go out and get a couple players at 50% off, like a, a Kevin Hayes, to mm-hmm. keep them to try to be competitive through this. And, you know, they're hanging in there. They had a decent road trip beating Buffalo, beating Montreal, uh, looked really, really flat against Toronto. So now they come back and and try to pick themselves up again against Edmonton. What happened in that Toronto game, Jeremy, with, you know, Riley, Tavares, Marner out for the Leafs? Yeah, and, uh, you know, Braden Shen, the Blues captain, who I really respect, uh, he said post game something that we've heard probably too often here in St. Louis this season, taking a game too easily. Uh, they felt, uh, you know, Braden Shen said maybe they felt with Marner and, and uh, Tavares and Riley out that, uh, the game would come a little easier, and it mm. didn't. But they just didn't look like they had their legs, and you know, let us out. You know, he, you would know better than I on on how that works. But they, uh, it's just a situation where um, they looked flat the whole game. The passes were off, the shots were off. They had like three two on ones where they didn't even get a shot off. So uh, just really, really flat and uh, pretty disappointing for Blues fans. Yeah, I mean, from my experience, like when you see some of the big names not being in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to, you kind of like, you know, in your mind somewhere in your back of your mind, it is that, oh, it might be an easier game. Yeah. But, and usually you fall behind and you're always catching, chasing, okay, chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing, chasing. And, you know, it was what it was. But uh, my question, uh, you know, as the trade deadline is approaching, what uh, what are the same lines going to do? Are you buyers, sellers, <laughs> or are they just going to still hold? So, yeah, this is a unique situation. You know, the past couple of years, especially last year, the Blues had some assets. They moved O'Reilly. They moved Tarasenko. You know, things are different this year. A lot of their veterans have long-term contracts when you look at Shen and Falk and and uh, and uh, Letty and, and uh, Saad and all these guys. Uh, so their unrestricted free agents this year amount to Marco Scandella, an Oscar Sundquist, a Casperi captain and a Jacob Verana who's in the minors right now. So there's not a lot to sell. So the question here in St. Louis is if they're still sniffing that playoff spot and there's nine more games left before the trade deadline for the St. Louis Blues, you know, can Doug Armstrong even sell those low level rentals? Because if they're keeping the team in playoff contention, you know, what sense does it make to move them for a fourth round pick? when you can try to make the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the big picture question here in St. Louis is, you know, do you move a guy like a Pavel Buchnevich who's got one more year left on his deal? Uh, do you take advantage of some of the assets that you do have, even if they have term, and try to keep this retool going? Uh, I think that's going to be the question in St. Louis. But as you guys know, uh, those types of deals usually don't happen until the offseason. 
Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, Jeremy, when the Blues lost Alex Petrangelo uh, to free agency, the kind of the fill-in guy, the guy that kind of took over was Tory Krug. How would you assess his play, you know, in the last year or so compared to this year, what he's accomplishing? Yeah, it's been a hard go ever since uh, Alex Petrangelo left and, and went to Vegas. Uh, they promoted Colton Preco. So he had a back issue and, and struggled a couple of years ago, and now he's kind of played the, that number one role. And he's been really, really, really good this year. Um, and then you kind of chase it. You bring in a Scandella, and he can't, you know, play up there. And, and a Nick Letty, and he's done a decent job up there. But, you know, Tory Krug, he's been in that second pair with Justin Falk uh, most of his career here in St. Louis. And I think uh, he's been okay. Uh, last year was a, a really tough year for him. Uh, he just wasn't on it. You know, he wasn't physical. He wasn't assertive. He was getting beat a lot. But a lot like uh, a lot of the Blues defensemen last year just was not a good year defensively. This year, I think he's been better than last year. It's just that the bar was so low last year. You know, it's hard to say that he's been great this year. So, you know, his name was a name that popped up last year as going to Philadelphia in a trade. He invoked his no-trade clause. He did not go to the Flyers. And uh, he has three more years after this year left on his terms. So his, his name is going to pop up, but it just leads to the question, you know, if you're considering uh, a Tory Krug, if you're another team, you know, what do you think about that term? I think that would probably turn a lot of teams away from him. You mentioned uh, Carlton Pareko, and in my opinion, very, very good defenseman. Um, but in this year or even last year, his name has been circling around yeah. with rumors being traded possibly. Is there any truth to that? So I think that uh, maybe if you go back a year, uh, his name popped up a lot. Uh, I know Edmonton was a team that, that came up. Um, you know, I know Toronto years ago in St. Louis here, we kept hearing about a Nylander for Pareko kind of blockbuster years ago, uh, which obviously never came to fruition. I don't think the Blues have any intention on trading him with the way he's playing this year, mm-hmm. especially if they want to remain competitive during this uh, retool. Now, granted, he's still got, what, seven more years left on this contract. It's a lot of time. You know, he's a guy who's going to be 37, 38 when that mm-hmm. contract expires. But uh, you mentioned it. He, he maybe isn't your true number one, yeah. but he's playing 24 minutes a night against the team's best competition and doing a really good job of it this year. And he does everything. Like, he skates the puck out of the zone. This year he's got uh, eight or nine goals, uh, which is pretty good for him offensively. Yeah. And he's jumped in the power play when they needed him, and, and he's really good on, on the penalty kill. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the Blues' uh, look at that situation is this. If you trade Colton Preco who are you replacing them with? Mm-hmm. Just a couple quick ones for you, Jeremy, because I know you got to run. Um, when you look at the leading goal scorer or tied for the leading goal scorer on the Blues, it's it's not uh, Jordan Cairo, it's not Braden Shen, but one of the leading or the uh, what who's tied for the lead in goals is a guy that played here, Jake Neighbors, 18 goals. What's he been like for the Blues this year? He's one of my favorites to watch. A good mm-hmm. Western Canadian boy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, oil king. He, he's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, he, he really is. He, uh, he he had a goal this year, guys. They were interviewing his dad on TV uh, right when his uh, son scored the goal, and kind of a cool moment here uh, in St. Louis. And and he just plays the game the right way. That's the one thing that I noticed about him when he got to St. Louis, a first round pick. Is okay, not flashy, but he does all the little things right, like the line changes and putting the puck in the right spot, you know, for his teammates and. And he says the right things. And he's got a gritty aspect to his game. Like, he'll Mm -hmm. lay some big licks. He's been in some Mm -hmm. fights. But yet he's got the skill 
where he can dangle you too. So uh, I think he's going to be a, a good player in the NHL. I think he's going to have a, a long career. And I asked him the other day, I said, Jake, did you ever think that you'd be a 20-goal scorer potentially mm-hmm. in the NHL? And he said, uh, no. And uh, here he is knocking on the door at 20 goals. So to me, he's got uh, a lot of intangibles, and uh, he's going to be a good player. Uh, high ceiling, high ceiling. I, there. Yeah, I really like watching him. Mm-hmm. And I had conversation with his former coach, uh, Luke Pierce, who is uh, head coach of the Oil Kings, and he had him here. And he had only only good things to say mm-hmm. about him, how, uh, how hard he works. And yeah. it's just not about the flashy things, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you bang on it. He's a great player. He works hard. He gets on, on a forecheck. But... On the other side, he does have yeah. a lot of skill. So that's you know, big body, b- yeah. big body. So you, you know, hold on to that guy. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, how? Yeah, he does. And, oh, I was just going to tell you that yeah. the other day we we're in Buffalo, and uh, the team had some wings in the locker room uh, post game. And I said, "Did you have any wings?" He said, "I crushed two of them." I said, "Jake, <laughs> you cannot say crushing when you say two wings. It's got to be more than two. And he said, "Hey, you don't worry. I'll, I'll get back over there." <laughs> well, funny that you would bring that up, Jeremy, because we were just talking about it in the prior segment, and Laddie's just said that he crushed thirty-eight the other day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I work out daily. <laughs> yeah, you work out. You work out. Yeah. And then he he did look at me right before he went on the camera, and he said, "Hey, do I have any in my teeth?" <laughs> Uh, just one quick one. Uh, how's Drew Bannister been behind the bench since taking over for Craig Berube? Yeah, I think good. What's it been, 24 games? I'm not good at math. I'm in the media, but 15-8-1, uh, mm-hmm. I think. So he's uh, he's really got them to respond. You know, you guys know that you always get a bounce. You've seen it in Edmonton yeah. with the coaching, but obviously the Oilers have kept it up. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's instilled some – faith in in some of the older players and i think the young players he coached a lot of them in the mm-hmm. nhl in the ahl like he's got 11 or 12 guys that he's worked with uh since he's been the coach down in uh, springfield uh the last six years or so um and so he's got that relationship with them so mm-hmm. whether he keeps the job or not you know we'll find out we'll see who doug armstrong's got his eye on you know there was a report i think by elliot friedman that the blues were uh, at least trying to get involved in, in patrick Waugh before he went to the uh, New York Islanders. So I don't know that the job is for sure going to be Drew Bannister's, but I think he's put himself in the best position possible that he could to get it if the Blues wanted to go that way. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for taking the time this morning. I know you got a couple things to get to. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for this. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks, boys. Good time. Thanks.